damn. Why is it always a white Mercedes? I hate missing previews. <laughs> what? A partner. Oh, I'm sorry, what? I was just saying, I hate missing previews. Oh, yeah. But at least we got seats. Is Colin really that funny? What? No, he's not. It's my sister. My niece put a plate of syrup on her head and she called it a hat. It's cute. Why are you bringing up Colin again? Y'all seem real... Y'all seem to be real buddy-buddy lately. I was... I was just curious. But there's nothing to be curious about. Cool. It doesn't sound like it's cool. Just to be honest, I don't want to be out here looking stupid. You're making yourself look stupid. <sighs> this is your shit. I don't have mine. shit. I, I just don't like liars. Wow. You know what? Pull the car over. Yo, come on. Lawrence, I just pull the car over. Really? Is it that serious? I gotta pull the car over? Yes, because I've been here before and I'm not doing this with come you. Come on. Pull the car over. Oh. <laughs> come on. There's your pile of shit right there. Enjoy your previews. I don't even know why she's calling. Aparna, come on. Aparna. <laughs> That was North Flamin. Oh. <laughs> I was trying to make it slim. <laughs> she got out of that car. She's out. She's the fuck out. <laughs> Which I we know we're gonna talk about this today. That was Lawrence and Aparna from Insecure, the season finale, because it's late. Oh wait, we're recording? Yeah. Wait, what? Oh <laughs> <laughs> wait, what? wait a minute. <laughs> what? Yes, what you mean? We can miss y'all on the road. It is 1021. Yeah. And we both have early days tomorrow. Yeah. And I'm tired. I don't know about you. Yeah. And we already had so much wine yeah. before this. It's too much. <laughs> yes, but that was Lawrence and Aparna, guys. Um, Going at it finale. in the car. Yeah. And she said, What? I've been here before and I'm not finna do this with you. Damn. <laughs> he Aparna, drove her right on Aparna out of that Bob car. Zahn, okay. He, he drove her right on out of that car <laughs> with his insecurities. Come on and pull the show title back into the scene. <laughs> Say it. He did. But this is the shit we do. Okay. Right? It really is. Like, this is the shit we do. I'm sure I have been Lawrence in this scene a couple of times. We'll get there. Like, <laughs> just annoying the fuck out of somebody and they got out of the car. Not annoying. No, don't say that. As a matter of fact, now I'm really thinking about somebody, yeah, somebody has gotten out of my car in a anger, like furious at me and we actually did not talk for months well bitch i may be jumping the gun but i will never get out your car <laughs> okay you'll never but we'll get there you, you you'll stay in my car you won't you won't hang up on me i won't hang up <laughs> oh, speaking of chickens welcome, welcome <laughs> to another episode yes sir of the hung up podcast where you may not be honest about your shit but will never hang up on you. Yes. <laughs> I'm Eric, and you can find me on Twitter and Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff at E Dante Cole. Yes, and you can find me. I am P Ryan. Well, wait, what? I huh? am Patrick Ryan, and you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, <laughs> all of it, even on Facebook and on the yes. SoundCloud. Okay, yes. listen to the little single or whatever. Oh, it was cute. Yeah. I think. Yes. Sometimes you know a little vocal quality, but whatever. Find me. <laughs> At I am P Ryan. That's I A M P R Y A N. 
find us both on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at HungUpPod. Yes, babies. And email us, too. Um, your questions, your comments, your love, your need for advice, all of that jazz. Email us at HungUpPod at gmail.com. And as always, don't forget to rate and review us. You can do that on... Apple Podcasts. Yes. Um, and uh, then also Facebook, you can rate, rate and review us. us. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, you can else? comment on our SoundCloud. Yes. There's so many things you can do. And I'm pretty sure you can rate us on Google Play. Hmm. So try to make that happen. Excuse me. <clears throat> try to make that happen. For sure. So, booby. Ooh, boobie. <laughs> boobie. <laughs> Loving hip hop. Lo- we'll get there. Okay? Um, but <laughs> how was your week, Eric? What's up? Um, my week was good. Just following up on last week, I didn't make it out to the Soul Farm Festival like I said I was going to do. Me either, Weather was horrible. (laughs) That was like, it was Saturday. Weather was horrible, but I also got canceled on. (laughs) And black. Listen. By me? Black people. I didn't cancel. Y'all know how this shit works. Oh, no. It's like when a group starts out with like five and y'all say you're going on a trip and you end up with one. <laughs> that was me on Saturday. So I don't know about the other folk, Eric, but in my defense, I told you maybe. And I then know. I passed out on Saturday. I woke up at nine o'clock. I was like, oh, the concert's done. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was done. I texted you like, oh my gosh. I just woke up. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I was knocked out. Yeah, no one. I mean, I had five tickets and no one could really make it because shit just came up. So I didn't go either because of that and because the weather just sucked. So the following day, Sunday, was a nice day, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to the AIDS walk. You did. Thank you for supporting. Of course, of course. I felt like it was shorter this year. Yeah, it was more of a 5K than an eight mile run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, five is definitely less than eight. Yeah, so. Well, 5K is also significantly less than eight it's, miles. And then after that, we did brunch at Jones. Um, I was with you. We certainly did. <laughs> Go ahead. Tell and us about your experience. Honestly, y'all, this is an early hang-up because... <laughs> or hung-up. Yeah. I'm hanging you're, up. You're hanging up on Jones? I'm hanging up on Jones. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is why. <laughs> like the, one of the only <laughs> bottomless mimosa places in the city? But you know what? That was just about it. My spinach and feta omelet was the most bland, the most mediocre that I've ever had. You know, I was wondering why you didn't eat it. I was <laughs> I over really that was. shit. And then they gave me a plate full of tater tots. Like, what the fuck? Oh, my God. Tater tots? And it wasn't <laughs> even the kind. Like, they, most restaurants will usually take something real simple, like mm-hmm. a tater tot, and, you know, and jazz, jazz it, it up. up. Yeah. Add their With own signature to it. Yeah. yeah, do something, some spice, some something, you know, to bring us back. Nah, not Jones. I felt like I was back at Dr. Brown Elementary Goodbye. in Waldorf, Maryland. Goodbye. And I'm in the lunch cafeteria getting my tater tots from Mrs. Jenkins, who has an attitude and a hairnet to go with it. So goodbye to Jones. I'm I'm hanging up on them really early on in this in this show. But um as you mentioned that the mimosas were A1 and the and the waitress just kept the bottles flowing. Like she she bought out at least like what, ten bottles? Well, you know I came kind of late, so I didn't see 10. Well, we had maybe two at the max before you got there. True? Okay. So, um, yeah, that that, that was my week. How how you been? I've been good. Um, I've had a pretty awesome week. I recently turned in this document that is super vital 
to the continuation of my academic career. <laughs> so, That's what's up. <laughs> so that was dope. Um, I'm just praying for a passing grade. Um, I will come back with a praise report in about a month, hopefully. Um, I'm claiming it in Jesus' name. Yeah. I just think after that, though, I'm still in the swing of work. I thought I was going to become a human after this period of turning in this deadline, that deadline. But, child, I got tests coming up. I still got clients to see, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I'm still just going through the flow. Uh, speaking of clients, I had my first client that I've ever seen in my life. We've been spending a couple of weeks together um, in sessions. And it just felt so good today. I almost started crying. She mm. started crying. Mm. Um, because she said that she didn't even want to come to therapy. The only reason that brought her to therapy, which I started cackling at, was the fact that she thought I was gay, which, I mean, <laughs> shout out to her. <laughs> Surprise, I'm here. Um, but she was just like, you don't understand how these sessions have really helped me, and I see myself doing better. And, like, just to hear That's stuff like up. that, I still feel like I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. But to even hear that, I just, like, wanted to cry. And to see that she had an emotional response to it was super dope. Yeah, that is dope. Combining... Being gay and Jones, you already talked about your experience. I enjoy Jones for the bottomless mimosas too. But I will say, right behind us, um, we it was a table. So let's paint the picture for the people. It was <laughs> not just you and me. It was a table of some of our close friends. And it was just, it was a queen's meeting, okay? All the queens came out to have brunch, okay? They came out. Now behind us though, what some of y'all didn't know were some church folk from my denomination and that people... table full of white girls no 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 no. before the white girls. oh okay okay. there okay, was like yeah, a yeah. double date situation going on and so um all four of those people were a part of my church denomination i'm about to say i went to a church but... like that back in waldorf where we all came and celebrated no it's a thing and but... they put the, the the lyrics of the music that we sang up on the projector <laughs> on the screen no, but one <laughs> i'm of looking the guys, for a church home like that <laughs> one of the guys i grew up with from church and if you remember like the story that I shared with you I didn't have the best church experience like it was kind of traumatizing with bullying and blah 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 and he certainly contributed to that experience so oh, to no. see him in that space I like literally I shoved my titties up put a smile on and I was like hey how are you was it the first guy you spoke to no, or it wasn't the second the first, one the first guy I actually didn't know okay. but he went to a college I do remember. affiliated with my denomination it was the second guy it was the second guy okay I got you and he was just like, oh, yeah, I remember you. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember you, too. It's good seeing you. Eric, one of the best feelings in life is to know that you have had poor interactions with people in the past. And when you see them again, your face looks clear. Your teeth look clean. Your body looks snatched. And when you look at them, they look ashy. I know that's <laughs> petty as fuck. But I was just like, you see me? I, I see, see you. you. Okay. <laughs> And I cackled with my little sisters at the brunch table, and we had our queens meeting, and I chugged the mimosas. We did have a good time. We had a good old time. It was a blessing. We had a good time from where we just came from, too. That's why I'm already a little, like, you know. Where hmm. we come? Oh, I was just like, where we come from? Oh, you mean- You done forgot that fact. <laughs> Let me tell you, Sam. We literally just So came. let's tell the people. <laughs> we went and celebrated uh, another mutual friend's birthday. That's yeah. today. Yeah. So- Excuse us if we start to slur. <laughs> they should be used to that by now. Okay. 
<laughs> like literally sometimes people text and they're just like you sounded so good until you started slurring I was just like well bitch I'm sorry right. the fuck? but thanks <laughs> but thank you thank you for listening love you for sure so let's get into the topic let's um, get into it what you got for us this week this is what I have for us <laughs> so last week um, we had a conversation about sexual trauma um, yeah. I would say that I think it was triggering for the both of us yeah um, but I'm glad we had a chance to unpack trauma that black men, black gay men go through. Um, before I even like touch on that even more, I want to thank you, Eric, for bringing that conversation up because it yeah. was like super needed, right? Yeah. There was yeah. a point. There was a point where I just feel like we got to a place of healing from like our own experiences, and I think that so many men don't get that opportunity, like. I don't know. I just appreciate yeah, you for right. bringing up these conversations. Yeah, right? I appreciate you Thank for you entertaining them. them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say there was definitely a point at the end of our conversation where from like a host perspective and even, you know, when I listen back to the, that episode from a listener perspective, that things kind of got awkward between you and I. Yeah. And I think we, in that moment, we had a moment of communication, miscommunication where like, we didn't understand what each other was say- were saying. Oh my gosh, words. Eric, pray for me, okay? <laughs> we didn't understand what you each other well. was saying. And then like it caused a little bit of tension to show <clears throat> through the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, for you, feel free to chime in like whenever you want. But I think when we saw each other on Sunday at the brunch and even at the AIDS walk, we, even though we kind of like, talked about the awkwardness after taping the show on a Thursday when we got to Sunday and met each other again it still felt a little awkward yeah um just on this end I can say but in the end we talked about it even more at brunch yeah and like the processing that we went through I think was so beautiful and I felt that we both thought it was super beautiful that we decided to turn it into a show. So here we go. Um, (laughs) I love it. (laughs) I think before we even like unpack how we got to resolution, I think it would be first valuable to touch on like, what were we going through in that moment when you and I had that awkward experience, um, that kind of conflict, that kind of miscommunication yeah. Last episode. Well, thank you. I I want to say first that like it it feels good to be in a space that you know where I know that we could talk um, things through. Speaking of which, I really feel that in that time, um, that awkwardness, that space, that there were things that I did not communicate very well last week, mm-hmm. and you know that led to some of the confusion and the tension on the show. And we talked about that um, afterwards over the weekend. And again, I just want to apologize for that sincerely. That was certainly not my intention. um, As I knew that I knew what I meant based on my personal experience, but you didn't because I, you know, I hadn't disclosed that. So this episode, you know, that the last episode was all about speaking up and using your voice Uh, which could ultimately help other people. So I wanted to thank you, Patrick, for just holding, keeping me accountable and holding me accountable. And I think that's what real friendships are all about, not just telling each other what we want to hear and like agreeing with your friends all the time, but you got to hold them accountable. And sometimes you got to tell them some stuff that's hard to digest. Like, and it's just like a process of, um, 
unpacking that. And I think we did that over the weekend. So just to be, um, you know, transparent and, and, and using my voice, what I didn't share on the last episode was really where I was at in my life, why I was praying for peace. Um, there was a point in my life that was just very chaotic, and I felt that I was just floating um, around, and I, I just didn't have control over my situation, and I didn't have any control over any of the outcomes. And I, I didn't understand what my purpose was at that time, which is why I couldn't grasp what was happening to me and why it was happening. Um, so, you know, just to keep it real short and sweet, at that point in time, you know, my relationship was not only falling apart, but we we were physical with each other. It just got to a point where we were I just I mean we were we were fist fighting. Yeah. Like yeah. I mean this granted this only happened one time. Like this wasn't like an ongoing thing. But the night that we got into that fight, I'm just like remembering it now. It just it just changed my life. I just remember putting everything that I owned in some black garbage bags. I remember calling Daryl, um, not really being able to talk, but he came like immediately. I remember calling Wesley and he came immediately. Um, that, that was, that, that was a crazy time in my life. And not only was my relationship falling apart, um, I was in a state of depression because of my job. Stuff was going on back home with my parents. And, you know, as, you, as we all know, everyone listening, as our parents get older um, and they start to deal with, you know, different things that we can't control, that's a situation in and of itself. My bills were out of control. Everything was in collections. I mean, my life was just upside down. And I really felt like I was in a dark space. And at that point of time, I just remembering um, just asking God, like, no, if I can't have anything else, can you just please give me peace? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And first of all, thank you for sharing that, like, on this space. Um, I wasn't expecting you to because we talked about this like outside of the show. Um, but I just really want you to know that you don't have to apologize for anything in that moment. Because now that I understand the context of what you were going through, I realized why my questioning of what your definition of peace was, was triggering you, right? Yeah. Like I completely get it. And that's kind of what we talked about over brunch. Like, at I think we had two conversations. The first conversation was kind of like a surface one um, where we talked about maybe we had different definitions of what peace was. But, but for me, I felt that like, I didn't want you to feel that I was like comparing definitions of peace. I was truly trying to understand what your conceptualization of peace was, yeah. right? Yeah. And what your understanding of that was, because I was just I was just unclear about the topic that you were bringing up more so. So I, I honestly just wanted to 
see things through your eyes so that we can continue the conversation and kind of go a little deeper. Hearing the context of what you were going through, I was just like, in hindsight, I'm like, damn, why did I even push this conversation? You know what I mean? And so I feel like you don't have to apologize to me. I feel like I have to apologize to you for even just like pushing and pushing that because I feel like I was just pressing and pressing the triggers for you. And one thing I shared with you outside of the space that I will share with you now, it's never my intention to trigger you, right? Like, I don't know, you're, just, you're my homie, you're my brother, you're, you literally are my friend, so I never want to put you in a position on this show or off this show where you don't feel safe or like you don't, you just feel like this emotion is triggered, right? But I, at the same time, I just don't know if I'm triggering you if I don't know what exactly you're going through. So for me, it was just like funny that we had this conversation and that we even had these reactions in the past episode. You having a reaction being triggered, me having a reaction where like in that moment after we had that awkward moment, I literally just withdrew. I was just kind of like... We were both triggered. I was just like, okay. It's really, (laughs) it's crazy how we were both triggered in different ways. But then it touches on our leading with emotions episode. Yes. Because you were from the vantage point of like, bro, you are triggering the fuck out of me. Even though I didn't know it, right? But then you had an emotional reaction. Then from your reaction, I got triggered. So I was just like, I'm about to fall back on this entire show. Even though I feel like we ended the show well. I think we did. I was just kind of like, okay, cool. You know what I mean? And so that, that was a clear example of us both reacting without revelation yes 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 (laughs) and like and it's so funny how like our episodes will really tie into each other like that like we be reading ourselves we read okay i read the shit out of myself y'all understand that reaction without revelation like okay just come and read me again okay and (laughs) and that was literally our moment on our show i think we both did that i think my lack of revelation was not understanding why my continued questioning of your peace was causing you discomfort. And I think my reaction in that moment was kind of related to our skit and insecure. Yeah. When you, um, or not even when you, but when we had that awkward interaction, right? Where I clearly triggered you and you had a response. I literally had, I felt like a parna where I was just like, uh-uh, bitch, I've been here before. <laughs> and what I'm about to do is get out of this car, which is why I kind of fell back and I just kind of went, you know, flow a show. Let's keep it moving, let's go. So although yeah. I think we did a good job of keeping the show going in person, like us interacting face to face and not through just like ears, right? Or through people's ears through like some speakers or whatever. I think I communicated to you that I was super closed off after that moment and like I was ready to wrap it up. Kind of yeah. like amigos. Wrap it on up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you you are too funny. Um <laughs> but I'm wondering though. Um, what did you mean when you said I've been here before and I know that's kind of like what our skit was based off of. Can you please just like expound on that or is expand, expound, expound, expand. (laughs) What did you really mean by that when you said I've been here before? So I think it, first off, I want to say it kind of relates to the fact that I am super grateful to how we can process things, right? Agreed. And go through, quote-unquote, conflict in, like, a healthy manner and process that. Um, I think 
in the past episodes, I've always touched on this, but it's no secret to those who've been listening to the Hung Up podcast from when it started that you are not the first co-host that I've had, right? Yeah. And I think, you know, we're about to embark on our 25th episode. We're about to have a quarter-life crisis. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is episode Come 22. Come on, 25. Okay. So, I guess now it's time to kind of just like share the story of the previous co-host and finally lay it to rest because I don't want to carry this anymore. Mm -hmm. And I think in that moment, the reason I withdrew was because whether or not I want to admit it, I'm still carrying, call it traumas, mm. from the past co-host experience. We're going to have to get you on, on Ayanla. We're going to have to get you. Uh, uh, nigga, nigga we're we going to have to both me. be on She's there. She's not going to read me, okay? <laughs> Ayanla, listen, if you listen and get us together, okay? You will not read me today. We are ready to do the work. <laughs> and before I even preface this, like, oh, what happened in the past, you know, hung up story, I will say this, and I'm going to own it. There are two sides to every story. Mm. Right? I may lie. Past co-hosts may lie. But mm. guess what doesn't? Text messages. <laughs> okay? That's always secure. And I may not be able to Snapchat, snap, snapshot. Okay, I can't even talk. I may not be able to Snapchat well, because you my phone broke. If you were provoked. But I could. Okay? <laughs> if you were I provoked. I can screenshot because my text messages also come on my laptop. So everything that I'm about to say is backed up by evidence. Right. Okay. Let's be clear. I'm 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 here for it. So, be, so as you know, Eric, because you listened to this show from the jump. I did. The Hung Up podcast kind of started with like a a heavy emphasis on like the black, the gay, and the kind of ratchet, right? And I think I connected on like what I thought was a friendship level with the former co-host, and I thought that we hit it off so well that um, I presented him with the idea of doing a podcast, right? Mm -hmm. um, just to give a little more context he, context, he and I worked together. So it was kind of a dual relationship. We were co-workers. We were also what I seemed were friends, so like a triad relationship. And now we were getting into the space of being podcast people. <clears throat> it really took forever to kind of get off the ground um, just because of, what it takes to actually make a podcast run. But like, I'm going to just go out on a limb. And again, I don't say anything without having receipts from text messages. But I did the heavy lifting to bring the Hung Up podcast to life. Yeah. I hear you. You know? Yeah. And when I say I did the heavy lifting, let's be very clear. I came up with the concept. I came up with the name of the show. I came up with the run of the show. I came up with purchasing equipment. I came up with buying the capacity to stream because, yes, we're available on SoundCloud, but that costs a coin to be there with unlimited uploads. That okay? I even came up with the heavy emphasis initially on dick pics, right? <laughs> like the good and the bad, a lot of that, those ideas I kind of came up with. And this was my baby. This was my brainchild. Yeah. And it was an invitation for my friend to come on and for us to support each other and just taking this show to the next level. Um, but even when it just came to like solidifying the show and having like run of shows, episode after episode after episode, we lasted 10, right? It wasn't a collaborative effort. While I'm balancing school, while I'm balancing work, while I'm balancing everything, I literally took the brunt of making show, sure that a show came up every Sunday. Um, but I was okay with it because one, I was convinced that we were super close friends. And two, I kind of did the show because I loved it. 
Mm. Right? Now let's usher in the drama. Mm. There would be moments and times where, like, the previous co-host would come out of the blue and be like, yo, I got some concert tickets. I can't make a taping. Or, yo, something came up. I can't tape the show, right? Mind you, the podcasts are planned to tape on a certain date at a certain time. And my thing is, I would acquiesce because I'm not going to lie. There were some times, too, when I'm just like, you know what? God is good because I really feel like I can't make it to. I have something to study for. It is what it is. But then as we get close to, like, holiday seasons and this, that, and the other, you know, based on the time that we started taping, I couldn't acquiesce, right? That Thursday at whatever time that we plan to schedule is the time that we plan to schedule, and I had no other time in the week. Mm-hmm. So it, was, it came to a point where I was just like, we either tape or we don't have a show for that week. And as a budding podcast, I felt like that was just bad for business. You know, we can't just skip a week of taping. Mm -hmm. So what did I do? I reached out to other people. Plenty of podcasts do that. They have guest hosts whenever a host can't be there, right? Right. So for example, our first guest ever was you. It was the Black Gay and Greek episode. (laughs) This is a great episode. Okay, say so. God has a plan always. (laughs) It was due to the fact that like, the previous co-host could not make a taping and I could not change the date of the taping. It is what it is. Um, it's crazy how I will say though, that moment mm-hmm. kind of blossomed, right? It blossomed, Because like, yeah. I didn't know yeah. that this is where we would be when you invited me to be a guest on the show. And I think first episode, show. we just had a conversation. You were just like, oh, I think I like this podcasting thing. And I was like, Yeah. And it just kind of died there. Who knew that it would come to this, right? Yeah. yeah. But the backlash I received even from that was kind of mind-blowing because in moments that we would have with that where there would be a guest or like I would try to find a solution to make up for the co-host's absence, I will say that I'm not a saint because instead of communicating that I'm looking for a person to kind of fill that void, what I would do is go reach out to the individual, make sure that they could schedule, make sure that they could tape, and then I would go back to the co-host and be like, yo, I found somebody. Don't worry about it. Enjoy your night. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I can see in hindsight how that could trigger someone to feel upset, but I think the level of upset that it was was completely unmerited. I would be called things like unprofessional. I would be called things like not a good friend. I would be called things like toxic. I would hmm. like I would just in a way be degraded over and over and over again for the fact that I was literally just trying to make a show happen. And after a while, well, initially, because I'm not the type of person to just cut you off. I'm a person to bring up what's going on and to be like, is everything okay? Um, and when I did that, after being berated in text messages, right? Remember, text messages never lie. I would follow up verbally and be like, is everything cool? And he would just say, yeah, everything's great. Damn. Don't take it as a big deal. You know what I mean? Meanwhile, there was something like Meanwhile, really there's clearly, and that's the shit the that drives me crazy. If you know anything about me, if you have an issue, tell me what the issue is so we can clear it up there. Don't come out of a paper bag on me and then say everything's okay when I follow up because I'm going to sit here and be like, no, my spirit is telling me something's up, but I don't know what it is, and now I feel mm. uncomfortable. Mm. So when that situation occurred again and again and again and again, and somehow it becomes my fault, I read this as emotional abuse. 
I'm sure it felt like that ten too. Ten weeks, okay? Because we, we only lasted ten episodes. Ten weeks of was emotional it abuse. It was only ten episodes. So let's be very clear as to what I was going through. And clear, again, I'm going to acknowledge the fact that there are two sides to every story. So I may seem like a villain on the other side, but guess again what doesn't lie? Text messages. Mm-hmm. Okay? Be clear about that. So I felt like this was emotional abuse, and I was just like, I have options, right? We started this off as a friendship. I don't want to ruin this friendship. So I had a conversation where it was, we've done this thing for 10 episodes. I've had a great time, long story short, right? But I'd rather prioritize our friendship over the show. Therefore, I would like us to end this podcast relationship. If there's anything that I am in life, it's clear. You know? And I because I thought I had a good friend, because we've gone through so many things, we've talked about relationships, we've talked about this, we've talked about that on the show and off the show, I really thought there was something to preserve. Clearly there wasn't, because mm-hmm. we stopped talking. And mind you, we work together every day. And this individual will go out of their way to not speak to me. Here's where things get kind of tricky, because at the end of the day, I still had invested money in this podcast. There were still shows that could have been produced. There was still, you know, an opportunity, uh, like, uploading capacity for the Hung Up podcast. So what did I do? I found you, Eric. You, at the same, like, literally a couple days later, was just like, I have this passion of doing podcasts. I think you planted a seed. And I was like, okay, well, let's do it. I did not want to disrespect the previous co-hosts by just springing it on him. I wanted to have a conversation. But when somebody goes out of their way to not speak to you... You can't have a conversation. You can't have a conversation. So what did we do? We uploaded the show and we kept it moving, right? In that, the last time I spoke to the previous co-host, he sent me a... Actually, let me read it. Let me see if I can find it. Oh, shit. He said, no, because... At, I never want to put words in people's mouths. I just want to be very clear and very transparent. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Okay. I'm really upset, let down, and disappointed by you. I no longer can value you as a credible and honest person in my life when you portrayed yourself as such. It's really sad, too. I have to disconnect from you and remove the phoniness you bring. I hope that you... I hope that as you mature and you truly find and understand yourself, which will lead to the truth and to the love you deserve and need for yourself. Okay, I guess. Wish you the best of luck in your... Oh, okay. And, and that, so I'll even say that. Wish you the best of luck in your job hunting, which was kind of a dig because at that time I found out that my contract had ended for my old job and I was looking for new employment. So, so that was shade. thrown daggers. Which is fine. <laughs> I was so at peace with the moment because little did he know I had already secured a job, right? The one that I'm in now. And as far as the, what was it? Love, happiness, whatever stuff that I was looking for, I had it. Mm. And I think that's what upset him. And I was very clear on the situation. And I think when you are in um, somewhat of abusive, manipulative relationships, the abuser, the manipulator will send things like this to keep you wrapped up. 
but I don't think he was expecting my response, which was, thank you, which is same for you. Yeah. Have a blessed day. A very sanctified response. <laughs> oh, let me tell you, because Jesus has my back, okay? And <clears throat> I don't say all of that to just like air the tea of the Hung Up podcast. It gives you kind of a perspective of what's going on. But I share all that to say this. Being in last week's taping where I wasn't clear about how my questioning was impacting you, right? I didn't understand why you were, I didn't understand why you were triggered by my questioning. And I associated you being triggered with kind of the erratic tendencies of my previous co-hosts. And I don't know, in that moment, my thoughts were kind of like, this cannot be happening again. Like, am I just not meant to be podcasting with somebody? Like, why am I repeating the same history as before, right? And a part of me was kind of just like, where you and my co-host differ is that like, I really love you. Like you, as I said before, you're my brother, you're my friend, you're my ratchet partner. Like, I didn't know that our relationship would get to this point where I feel so close to you and I am willing to do anything to preserve it. So when I was in that moment, I was like, if this is going down the same path, I would rather cut it here and make sure that our friendship is intact because fuck this show. You feel me? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm about you. I'm yeah. not about you and the Hunger Podcast. I can dig it. And so, um, I don't know. I just, like, I don't know. I, all, I will stand in the fact that I would rather be done with this show and make sure that our relationship is secure than have our shit, our personal shit be messed up over, like, an hour and a half worth of bullshit. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure it won't going forward because we've already squashed it, but, like, I don't know. I just want to be clear that you, my priority is you yeah. in this space and outside of it as far as our friendship goes. I think it's just crazy how we both triggered each other without really knowing. We didn't know. At the we time, like, until we unpacked that and really had a discussion about it, we really didn't know. I think for a friendship to work and for a show to work, it can be different strategies and approaches to that. I think that there has to be an understanding of, okay, we're, we're sort of mixing business with pleasure in a sense. Yes, this is business when it's broken down, but I honestly think of this as an extension of just who we are as friends, who mm. we are as people. And I know, you know, we've talked about this a little bit more um, in the past, just how much we enjoy the show and like what it does for us on a personal level. Because this is our personal relationship being put on the front line every week, um, you know, and what I mean by that is we just share a lot of personal, intimate moments here on the show, like the one we're talking about right now. I think that that is something that definitely sets us apart from the last situation with the co-hosts. Yeah. When there is a disagreement, someone or both people have to be mature enough to want to communicate, to want to hear the other person out. We become so fixated on how we feel that we can block out any and all other possibilities. Again, leading with emotions, like we discussed on the last show, two shows ago, right? I think it was. Thinking about this over the weekend, it really gave me time to air out my own personal bullshit <laughs> and really see things from a different perspective 
I even talked it over with a close friend. Shout out to Spencer. Hey, Spencer. <laughs> Love you, boo. And really, it was, you know, sometimes we go to our friends because we want them to kind of feed our own fire yeah. and agree with I us. I went to Mabel, so we here. <laughs> I went to Spencer because I wanted to understand how I could how I could do better in Same. this situation. Same. And that's when I realized that there were some things that I left out in that conversation and that it was time to sit down with you yet again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because sometimes it takes three or four conversations to heal. Sometimes it takes three or four conversations to be able to open up and listen or, you know, to be heard. So in that like, I realized that it was time to sit down with you again and really let you in on some things that I hadn't shared with you. Um, and those things that I, you know, was reluctant to share with you on the last week's episode, I shared in the beginning of this one. Um, and before that, we talked about it over the weekend, over, over brunch. Yeah. Yeah. And I just think, like, on this side, you don't even have, like, you didn't have to share that stuff, right? What if you weren't comfortable? What if that was not at the point of processing that you were. And this is why I said, as you went to Spencer, I went to my homie Mabel, right? Yeah. Shout out to Mabel the Don. <laughs> What's Ooh, up, Mabel? <laughs> <laughs> but Mabel even brought up something where he was just like, all right, let me be honest. You did, okay, yeah, you had a point about wanting to understand. I understand what you're saying, right? But there has to be a point in time where you have to just stop digging, right? You don't have to know everything. Or have to understand clearly what somebody is saying. Sometimes people aren't at that point yet where they want to tell you X, Y, Z, A, B, C. And you have to be okay with that and keep it moving. And that's where I have to come back and be like, yo, that's my bad. And I really, truly apologize because I am that type of person to be like, "Uh uh-uh. I feel like something more is going on. Let's dig deeper. And that can be uncomfortable. And 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 honestly, it was for me because... No one ever asked me about it. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it's one of those things where you 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 have a moment of you're just like, wow, like I don't ever talk about that. Or no one's ever asked me about that. So I've never really found the words. It's something that I've always just held inside. And even in that moment on the show, I wasn't thinking about that. It wasn't until after that I had to realize for myself, Eric, where was your pushback coming from? Like, what was that really about? What aren't you being honest about with yourself? You know what I mean? And I really had to, um, and I know last week we talked about Terry Crews and we talked about other victims of sexual violence, how we, when when we're traumatized, how we have this way of tucking it away and just adapting with that one brick in your hand. And you kind of forget about it. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, you're in a conversation with somebody who's kind of questioning you, like, what's going on? And you're like, what you mean what's going on with me? Right, Forgetting on. Right. that yeah. you have packed that away. And there's something that you... And, and so in that moment, I really realized that that's something that I needed to open up and share with you, not only as my friend and, and my brother, um, but also my, my fellow podster, um, yes, if that's Pastor. a word. Yes. You want to come through with this vernacular. <laughs> but, you know, you know, I mentioned last week and on that taping that we can't heal what we don't discuss. That's true. So, But I think it's a little bit of both, right? Because mm-hmm. at the same time, it still was not my place to be like, uh-uh, we're going to dig today. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> What's that about? It was that about? You must be an Auntie Ayala. I, like, too much. And this, this is how now. I went. <laughs> 
You was not playing games that with me. That is why Homeboy popped off on her, right? Right. Because, you know, it is her job on that show. I remember you saying that, you know, this is a TV show, so she, there are some things that she has to do. It's her job to kind of be like, uh-uh, boo, what's really going yeah. on? It is not my job to do that with you. If I feel that there is a point where you're just like, uh-uh, this is my boundary, I should have respected that boundary. But I didn't. And I gotta, you know what I mean? I have to man up to that. Our work ain't done. Your work isn't done. My work is not done. I I acknowledge that I'm still very much in in the beginning of my journey, not only professionally and personally and spiritually, as we've talked about, but here on the show. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm literally evolving as a podster. I like that word. Yes, it's so cute. <laughs> and I'm, I'm glad you're glowing. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> the more and more I do this, you know, I'm just, I'm changing. And I think that we have to be patient, not only with ourselves, but each other as we go through this process. Yeah. And clearly, you know, we both are open to sharing that process with the listeners each week because we've been doing that. And I'm so proud that we are now, this is episode 22 and, or 23. Is, see, I think it's 23 because did we miss up the count? We had like a two part, a two part when you were away. At Africa. Right, right, yes. right, right. Yeah. So I believe this is episode 22. Um, tweet us if I'm wrong. <laughs> 22 or 23. 23. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm like, well, I don't know y'all. We're going to have to That's the Merlot. We'll count bad. them and we'll be on it next week. <laughs> 22 or 23. Okay. That's fine, adultery. Okay. 23 is fine. <laughs> 23 is fine, adultery. <laughs> Weekly reminder to watch Kingdom Come if you haven't already. What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for, y'all? <laughs> you have to check it out. Um, but yeah, I think we have to be patient with each other and ourselves. And each week we do that. Um, when we come, when we when we do this every week, every despite week. what happened last week, all the weeks before, we have been putting ourselves on the line. We've been vulnerable and and sharing and opening not only with each other but with the listeners. With the listeners okay. You know and what I mean? They keep growing, so I'm just like, child, all our business. Shout out here. to y'all! Like, okay. I, I, we we really love you guys. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. I think the reasons you and the former co-host couldn't do a show together are the same reasons why y'all couldn't be friends. And really? I'm, what I'm, was that reason? I and I'm sp- specifically speaking to like the lack of communication, the unwillingness to hear the other person, you know, not willing to negotiate or compromise, things that really can exist in any relationship or any interaction. You and I have over already overcome that obstacle, and I'm so proud of us. So it's looking good for me. I see nothing but onward and upward. This is definitely a testament to my own maturity and growth. Um, so I pat myself on the back for just being able to get through this process and, 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 and be able to communicate and be open. I just ask you to continue to pray for me yes, as we progress in our friendship, but also on the show. I think you do have a point. I also will say that the way this show or the fact that we've lasted 22, 23 episodes is the fact that I don't think we're ever out to belittle each other. You know, I think there is a genuineness between us, right? Yes. I will never, and I'm very cautious about the words I use with you because I never want you to feel belittled, and I know you do the same with me. I think in the previous relationship, there was a checks and balances of sorts, right? While, again, I carried the brunt of the show as far as, like, the logistics went, that power, in a sense, was checked through my belittling. 
And I'm and I, let's be very clear. I will never be a victim in any situation. Wow. I am not a victim in this situation. But I'm very clear about our interactions. I'm very clear about the fact that I was accused of having personality traits where I'm just like, where is this coming from? And that's not, not being true. able to take constructive yeah, constructive that's criticism. That's not true. Yeah. You know, being out for self, being right. unprofessional, that's being unruly. I'm just like, where are you getting this from? Because Projection. I have close friends that I've either grown up with or that I've gone through ups and downs with and they don't have this to say. So where are you bringing this from? Projection. It's a projection. Mm -hmm. So I wish that person the best. I honestly do. Um, On a petty note, thank you Dustin Ross from the friend zone. I really wish that person's partner would run me my $140 for the outfit that I paid for but never received. But that's none of my business. And I may (laughs) go to small claims court if it works out to be financially, you know, worth it anywho i don't even know where to go with that eric let's go to the <laughs> final note okay because <laughs> i had to get that petty note in there because but you think you're gonna run away with my money you got me fucked up huh? I, f- I feel you but this is such a great conversation it was, and, and honestly like our conversation on sunday at jones was real it must have been the mimosas <laughs> it was real because I felt like even at the because at the walk we saw each other hours prior right? yes, yes and I was just like for we were me, together it was just at 8.30 like, in the morning <laughs> y'all gotta push these walks back okay can we get a 9.30 can we get an or a 10 or a what 10. is what is stopping y'all from blogging off the roads at 10 o'clock especially if you're gonna shorten it shit rude nasty and rude <laughs> but no but it was nice in, to be there it was nice but even in that moment at the walk it was just like I knew that I fucked with you. I knew that I loved you, but I was just like, I just want to give you some space. Because in my heart, I was just like, something was unresolved. So the fact that we can come back to the brunch, I can just say I'm glad we had this experience. I think that relationships take work. I think that friendships, while they sometimes are defined by the good memories, they're also defined by the low places. And Come on, yes. When I was thinking about my relationship with you and the times that I didn't see you last week after the show, I was just like, I have very specific friends who I love to death, right? And like my staple people. And in all of these staple people, we have had moments where, you know, our necks start twisting, our voice start to raise, our That's hands the start clapping. <laughs> That's the there passion. There may be some miscommunication and we say things, you know, some honest things that the other person may not want to hear. Yeah. And we also do things that the other person may not want to go through, may not want to process with us. But I think the strength of our bond after that becomes so beautiful because we've gone through that process together. And those are the people that I know, like, in the midnight hour, I can call on. Those are the people that I know that, like, will have my back through thick and thin and who, you know, I can really get down and dirty with. Yes. And I'm grateful that, like, we've gone through this and now I can make, I can, I've proven or I've, I've shown myself that you are one of those people. So this is all, I feel like this was God's plan. It was. That's why I said I patted myself on the back. Just, like, in a way, you just mentioned the same thing, like, we really got through this yeah. without um, leaving anything undone. Yeah. I think in a lot of our conflicts and disagreements at work and in our social spaces, we leave things undone. Case in point, after that taping, we was just like, all right, 
what's up? Like, yeah. let's talk. <laughs> Remember, I, I closed the laptop. I was like, okay, okay, that was awkward. <laughs> let's let's get this together. But we weren't done. We, we had some done. work that we needed to do. So it wasn't we until yeah, mm-hmm. it wasn't until afterwards where we really had our own personal time by ourselves to think this through, mm-hmm. and or bounce this off of a close friend that we knew we could trust and that would tell us the truth about ourselves. About ourselves, yeah. Right? Because sometimes we need that mirror. We need that mirror. We always go into yes. a situation thinking that we're the 100% right person, right? And then it's just like, oh no, you could have mm-hmm. fixed this. You Like, Mabel, shout out to Mabel, because Mabel done clapped a couple <laughs> hands at me before, but you know, we don't go to that one yet. We need Mabel on the show. But Mabel even was just like, yo, in this moment when you were talking to him, you could have fixed that tone. Why were you keep pushing the argument when you know it was going nowhere? What were you... Like, it really just presented a different perspective. Where it was just like, oh, damn, I contributed to this. You know what I mean? Eric, I love you. I can't deal. I'm just you. over it. I just can't. P. Ryan. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad we had this conversation. Thank Same. you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and thank you guys for listening. As always. Thanks for coming with us on this journey. And I, you know, a lot of us... Um, a lot of the people that listen to this have their own podcasts, right? Um, or have their own friendships yeah. and go through relationships. So hopefully our journey can help you guys. And that's the whole reason we decided to be this transparent and not just be like, everything's cool. So. And as always, just thank you for being with us a part of this journey. I remember episodes ago, I remember saying, join us, y'all. Like, yeah. we, we on this journey. Like, the ups, the downs, the, the good, the bad, the ugly, the beautiful... Um, we really are just really appreciative that you all are joining us on this ride. Yes. So. Cute. <laughs> time for a refill. Okay, because Eric just saw that my cup was empty, but empty. you know, we're going to fill it up. <laughs> Hallelujah. And while P. Ryan is filling his drink up. You're going to touch on the hung what? Yes. Hung pop. I think it's a great hung time pop. to. Hey, 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 hung pop. Continue the beat. Hung pop. Hey, hey, I'm getting into the flow, y'all. It's the hung pop. You know we won't stop. Hey, you know I like to jiggle, jiggle, drop. Uh, P. Ryan and Eric. Uh, you know it's. What rhymes with Eric? Derek, Bojeric, motherfucking. Um, I was gonna say Skerrick, but Skerrick. that doesn't do anything. Um. <laughs> Clearly, this ain't the for the dick challenge, and we didn't have the time to sit and write. We didn't have time to write, so. Oh, you hear my knees crack? Oh my goodness, I'm old. That means you just gotta. Um, I need some money to oil them out. Yeah, like Hallelujah. the Tin Man on, on the Wizard you know, of Oz. You know, I was the Tin Man in high you school some, for the Wiz. <laughs> you need some in oh, your I'm joints. Gonna, have you ever heard what would I do if I could feel? I sang that song, okay? <laughs> Elton High School, 2009. Yo, yo, that's graduating me. What would I do if I could feel? Okay. That's an episode. What? What would I That's an episode. <laughs> if I could feel. Yes. You know, I give you that patty, like, draw. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Just going ahead with the hung pop. What you got for us? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to start the hung pop off by really just giving a shout out to the Black Panther cast. Yeah. Um, I'm sure many of you have seen it, um, but... Black so Panther good. is coming out with our brother Chadwick Boswin. We can't wait to see you all um, in a star-studded cast, as P. Ryan would say. Um, the release date is February 16, 2018, so make sure you all have your tickets. Um, 
Everybody, Lupita, Michael. I'm not a big Michael Jordan fan, but he's in this. Like I said, wow, Chadwick what you Bosman. saying? What, what you saying? I, I'm, I'm, I'm not a big fan of his because wow. he said some homophobic shit earlier this year. Oh, did he? Well, okay, not homophobic. And for y'all listening, please, um, I know y'all fat, fat checking. I, you know, don't, don't quote me. But he says something to the, to the effect of. Um, he doesn't like to play gay roles because he feels that black men are often misrepresented oh, in these that. roles. He did say that. I um, that. And I didn't like that. Michael Bozeman. I didn't really like that. Michael, Michael Jordan. That's Michael Jordan. Jordan. Michael yeah. Bay Jordan? Michael B. Jordan. He said that? You got it. I thought it was another man who said that. Well, a couple did last year. I, I believe wow. he was one of them. Wow, um, wow. Who was the second one? Whoever did. Ah, uh, fuck. I can't think of it. We'll have to do some fact checking. Um, Forrest Whitaker, Angela Bassett, um, star studded cast. So we we can't wait um, for this to come out. Who who else is in this? I don't see anyone else that. Lupita Brown. Yeah, I mentioned Lupita. Oh, you did. Sorry, Um, Felicia Rashad is in this. I didn't know she had a role. Felicia is in it. She's in this. Absolutely. So wow. just shout out to everybody. You have to buy tickets. I was really feeling the, twer- the trailer because it really is an all-black movie. And for those of us who are Marvel fans and, and, and superhero fans and comic fans, this is just awesome to see a black movie um, by Marvel with all, you know, just black people kicking ass and looking good doing it. So I just wanted to shout them out. And I can't wait. I'm going to buy my ticket early. Matter of fact, we are going to buy our tickets. You it will be are going to buy our tickets early. I'll buy our tickets early. <laughs> and we'll be there because I yes. have to make sure we are there for this. Yes, I'll, I'll Venmo you when this, the funds come. This will be an event. Yeah. So we'll be there. What you wearing? Wow. It, I, all black. I feel like, okay. I mean, what else can Speaking I wear? Speaking of hung pop, bitch, what are you wearing to the... Friend Zone live Yo. show. Okay, let me tell y'all. If y'all want to see me and Eric, <laughs> okay, this may come out early Sunday morning. <laughs> oh, because it's Sunday, the 22nd? Twen- Sunday, the 22nd. Yes, yes, the we'll Friend be Zone there. Live, Fran, Asante, and. What's up, Dustin? Let me tell you something. And Fran. And you know, oh. I was. I did Dustin like I did Davies. Very cute, but maybe not for me. But Dustin has just been. Like, to me, he's just been increasingly attractive. Yeah, he's such a handsome guy. He's such a handsome guy. Oh, Dustin makes my kitty quiver. (laughs) I really love all three of them. It really is a a great great balance, balance, all three of them. We cannot wait to meet you guys backstage before the show. You heard it from Um, us. We are VIP. You hear what I'm saying? We are. We we can't wait to see y'all. So shout out to the friend zone. I don't know what I'm wearing. I may wear something that's recycled, but I'm going to look great. Okay? <laughs> and so will you, Eric. We'll be uh, going off of the mimosas Absolutely. we're having brunch at Eric's house. Oh, yeah. We're going we gonna to have our turn up here. We're going to get lit. Liddy. Liddy. What? Shout out to the Bodega Boys. I heard that from them. <laughs> and I just said to you, <laughs> did it execute well? <laughs> Very well. <laughs> I love it. P. Ryan, what else you got for us on the Hung Up Pop? So before, I would just like to um, say rest in peace to Michael Knight. Um, I remember him on Project Runway back in the day. He was a fabulous designer. He passed recently Mm. um, this past Tuesday at the age of 39. Wow, so young. Yeah, and his his, not parents, but his family asked for privacy um, as they process his death. But I just, you know... 
just a, another member, a strong black gay man, um, proud of his identity. Yeah. Proud of Handsome his guy. Just. Rest in peace, bro. Amazing. Amazing. Wow. Um, yeah. So I just wanted to flip the script a little bit, turn it up to be a little happy. So what would make us more happy than news about Beyonce? <laughs> so did you know that Beyonce turned down a live action role in no. Broadway's Beauty and the Beast? What? Or actually, no. She was turned down a role in the live action Beauty and the Beast film that um, Harry Potter girl was in. What's her name? Oh. Hermione. Oh, I... Hermione. Oh. Hey, what's up? She do nails? Who was that? Uh, <laughs> you tried it. <laughs> Emma Watson. That's her name. I really did not realize, re- remember her name. But... Beyonce turned down the role. You know why Beyonce turned down the role? Because they casted her ass as a feather duster. Oh yeah, Miss Emma Watson. Yes. What? I f- wasn't she on the vampire movie? Girl, I don't know. No, that was um the other girl. Okay. But Beyonce, she was casted as a feather duster. First of all, how dare you put that disrespect on Beyonce's name, right? Not to say that she can't do a supporting role, but damn, like a feather duster. She couldn't be Mrs. Potts. I mean, they wait. She so could be one of the the French maids they, singing about Gaston. They offered Queen the feather duster. Now, in all defense, the feather duster was played by, um, oh my goodness, what's my girl's name? Um, the lady who played um, Grace in the live action film of Annie, um, Audra McDonald. Oh, okay. I know my Broadway wow, singer. You really are good. There. Yeah, she sang down on that, right? But Beyonce ain't gonna play that. Y'all should have put Beyonce as like, first of all, Beyonce could have been Lumiere, okay? <laughs> the candle. And the second been, main character. The, or she could have been the beast. <laughs> Bitch, could you imagine Beyonce being the beast? I could. With the balance? I could. Like, Get out of my house! <laughs> I know you don't care too much, much but <laughs> I still care! <laughs> na, 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 na. She would have been like Bear. I mean, not Bear. <laughs> Bell. Hold up. They don't love you like I love you. Down, love you. <laughs> Yo, Beyonce, we fucked with you so heavy. But Always. since Beyonce didn't have um, her hands tied up with Beauty and the Beast. Oh, she's also rumored to be in The Lion King. But we didn't see her on the casting call list, so I don't know what's going on. Anyway, we don't know what just Beyonce know that doing. what I'm trying to get to the All point she's of she's doing is giving us these great She's ducking Instagram. and dodging these roles, but her ass is coming out with an album, and I think she's about to give us some Adele with these ballads. First of all, she's giving us body, so you know she's not going to be dancing. Beyonce, I'm ready, okay? Like, I'm about to cry. The so- Beyonce! The social media has been, like, tiptoeing around, like, all right, Beyonce's in the studio, Beyonce but whenever they do body. this, you but know we she's don't in know, the studio. but we don't know. Like, I know. She will not, she's going to release the album at the ninth hour. Like, we will yeah, not no. expect it. Oh, trust we'll me. be safe and sound, tucked away the last time in I our think. beds, and Beyonce's going to drop an album. We're yeah. going to be like, yeah. wait, what? No, it's fine. <laughs> the last time, I think she released Lemonade on April 23rd. I was at a conference, and it was three days after my birthday. Beyonce, just push it up. Release it 420. And I know yeah. it's about to be a ballad album. It's probably going to be Beyonce um, Evolution, right? Or what was it, Lemonade? Now it's going to be Thai Tea. You know what I mean? Beyonce's gonna give us class. She's gonna give us ballads that'll last us into her 60s. So when she come out, she's not giving us all the single ladies. She's giving us these strong ballads like, um, Love should have brought you, brought you home last night. You should have been with me. 
It's not, it's not gonna be no club bangers. Come on, she's gonna at least, she at may least give, give us, us one two. or two, but she's gonna give us ballad here and now. Yes. Beyonce, I promise to, to love, love faithfully, faithfully. You and me. Hey, hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> come on, Patrick. Come on, Beyonce Van Dross. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. Well, she did the one, the track, the melody that she did with Luther when he was still here is beautiful. I love, to the this day, I love that song. Love it. You. Yes. Listen, Dangerously in Love, y'all better pop it open. Beyonce will bless you. <laughs> Speaking of Destiny's Child, big shout, she was going to be my hung up because I love her so much. Michelle Williams had the bravery um, to go on tour and to go on, I think she was on the talk this past week, and say that she was actually suicidal during the height of Destiny's Child fame. Wow. So I remember her in the past talking about the fact that she suffered, um, or not su- let me reframe, because you don't suffer from mental illness, you experience mental illness, but she um, experienced depression during Destiny's Child, and she actually said from the time that she was 13, um, and she... Uh, quote from People Magazine said, I'm in one of the top-selling female groups of all time suffering with depression, she said on the talk. When I disclosed it to our manager, Matthew Knowles, okay, take note, men lie, women (laughs) lie, but the transcript does not. (laughs) She disclosed this to Matthew Knowles at the time. She said, bless his heart, he was like, you all just got signed to a multi-million dollar deal. You're about to go on tour. What do you have to be depressed about? And this is not, I'm not harping on this to bash Matthew Knowles, but it really is to just emphasize the fact that the people we look from support from when we're dealing with mental illness sometimes aren't equipped mm-hmm. to give us the support that we need, right? So then she was just like, oh, maybe I'm just tired. However, her depression, her depression only continued to get worse to the point where she was suicidal and she wanted out from the group. She said she struggled with depression since she was 13, and it wasn't until she was in her 30s that she realized what she was suffering from. And I'm only saying suffering and struggle because that is what the transcript said. She said, I think at the age of 25, had I had a name to what I was feeling at the time, I would have disclosed what I that I've been suffering from depression, she said. My God. Not knowing what you're going through. Wasn't I? I was just talking about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, when... If. That can be a very dark place. Mm-hmm. When you can't even put a name on what you're going, you're like, I'm, I'm just in it right now. Yeah, she's I don't even it. know what, what it is. I'm just in it. But I'm really so grateful for her strength in sharing this story because you look at Michelle, and I will say that people have dragged her ever since she came on the Destiny's Child scene, right? Mm-hmm. And to be honest, people, even after this talk, she posted recently on Instagram just all the comments that came from that and said that no wonder she was depressed. She was the weakest link and this, that, and the other. And I, people were just so disgusting. And the fact that she even has the strength to disclose what she's going through, but then to go and live her life to the fullest. She has a beautiful fiance. She is managing her depression. She's now an advocate for those who are going through depression in, what was it, Mental Health Awareness Week, month, what have you. She's a gem to me. I love, I love seeing the ladies, including Kelly. Shout out to just Kelly. Just like always out, a slay. Doing their own thing. Um, 
I think it's unfortunate though that they can't get away from Destiny's Child. That clip I sent you on Instagram, mm-hmm. um, Michelle was on some type of show, and they asked her to call Beyonce. She she was at Liberty University, 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 yeah. a Christian school, to talk about the Lord or whatever she was talking about. They told her to call Beyonce. That now, has to let's be talk annoying. about that. Like, I really feel like she called Beyonce's decoy number. Right. That she always goes straight to voicemail where it's just like, hey, it's B. Right, it's B. She knew what to do. Okay. Because <laughs> I, I, I kind of got excited too. I wasn't going to lie. I was like, oh, she called Beyonce. <laughs> and for a second, we were like, is Beyonce going to pick up? Right. But no, she knows that's like the Beyonce's second number where she's like, right. hey, it's B. That's the number you call when people ask you to call me because people have been asking you to do that for probably 15, Forever. 20 years yeah. by now. So. Yeah. But I really, even though they can't get away from it, Michelle, Kelly, LaToya, even Latavia's ass, I just appreciate the strength they show in that, I don't know, they show that they're their own beings despite Yeah, and shout out to LaToya. She's a great actress. Like, <laughs> Y'all watch Greenleaf? That girl can act. Do y'all watch Greenleaf? And before Greenleaf, I'm trying to remember what she was on. Everything. Did she have her own thing? She had a little sitcom. Go- what? Wait, wasn't she? It wasn't the, that bad. Wasn't she the pickup of um, Stacey Dash in that show on VH1? Fuck, I cannot. Was she? Remember? I don't remember what she was on, but it really wasn't that and bad. And then let's not I sleep on her it. albums because torn in between the. Oh yeah, two. torn was cool. That was really the only song I fucked with though. With you. That was the only song I really fucked with. Sir, I need you to listen to Worlds Apart from her latest album. Okay. Latoya sings, okay? Okay. Speaking of music, yeah. you ready to get in the hung ready music? Ready for the hung music. <laughs> you guys have to check out Ray Louise. What's up? Hailing from Detroit, repping ATL. Um, her name is spelled R-E-L-X-U-I-S-C. Again, again pronounced Ray Louise. Um, check her out, y'all. She's Honestly, it was her look. That first captivated me. This is cobalt blue fur. I was just like, "Yo, this woman is beautiful," and her smile, like, that's what led me to her music. Um, So just check her out. Halfway um, is one of the tracks on her EP, featuring featuring a rapper named Dread, who actually goes by Who Is Dread because I was really feeling this song and I couldn't find. Hardly any information on her. And Dread was, like, nowhere to be found. So I'm, like, trying to find this rapper. Did a little research. His name is Who Is Dread, one word. Um, another Atlanta-based artist. So you guys can check him out on, on um, SoundCloud. They're both actually on SoundCloud. And um, she is on Spotify as well. And I'm sure iTunes. Halfway was the track that stood out to me. She wrote this song herself. I think she wrote the entire EP herself. I played this song over and over again, but I kind of got stuck right there. Um, I feel like I'm going to have to go back and just give this album a few more listens, but this is certainly a great representation of what's to come. I think this is her first, like, official piece of work that she's put out, Mm. and I'm here for it. So shout out to you. Yes, Um, I'll be watching. I'll be listening. Her was kind of where I veered off to after I um, previewed... (sighs) Um, Ray Louise's album Um, I know I'm a little late (laughs) on her but Spotify uh, has a great playlist called The Complete Collection Um, and it's pretty much her first album that came out in 2016 volume 1 and it's the second album that came out in 2017 volume 2 they're both together um, as one playlist called The Complete Collection 
Awesome. I will say, awesome. if you are interested in seeing her in the Philadelphia area, I she would will be, be here in November. Can we? Oh, can we going. We, I'm going. Can okay? we go see her? Because Not only is her going to be there, but my sources have told me that there is going to be a fabulous opener for her. I'm not going to say on the show simply because um, I always wait for the artist to release their news before. Oh, okay. I will, but I'll tell you all. You tell me after. Okay, cool. But it's going to be a show that you will not want to miss. All right. Um, Well, or you do not want to miss. Oh, you know what I'm trying to say. You won't want to be there. Okay. We're there. November. Her will be in Philadelphia. We are there. Focus. Listen. Yo. Focus. Hey. The melody and the vocal arrangements on that song just took me out. Like. Just, just, oh gosh, like, what else did I like? Losing. Wait for it was awesome because she sampled Say Yes by Floetry. Yes. Totally feeling it, her. Um, is that a, it looks like an acronym. Do you know what it stands for? Her, well, I don't know because I know that there's a him, so, and I heard that they're talking back and forth, so I just don't know. All right, we're gonna go know. with it though. Okay. We here for you, her. And, and him. the thing is, are we gonna see her face? Because on the album, we don't. Oh, is she another. So um, is she gonna be behind the screen? What's That's the, why I have to go. What's the singer that we don't ever see her face? Sia. Sia. Even though we saw her face before, but now she's like, I'm gonna swing from the chandelier. What I want to say from about the Sia, chandelier. the live <laughs> vocals on that woman. Let me tell you something about Sia. She sings. Will get you together. And you know she wrote Pretty Hurts. Sia sing. Really? She wrote Pretty Hurt. She wrote Diamonds. Come on. Give us this Let good history. You, yes. She has the pen ministry. Yeah. And she was on Wolves with Kanye. Don't sleep on Sia. Pick up her albums. It'll bless you. Ay, Dios mio. It'll bless you. Yes, 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 yes. Don't yes. sleep, okay? <laughs> um, and I just want to close out the music segment with a little bit of news. As I you know, mentioned a few episodes back that the Hung, the hung music segment will be evolving. Um, you know, instead of me just talking about what I'm listening to, <laughs> it'll be a little bit more like what's going on with music to try to get you guys involved in what's going on. I'm sure you all heard about Mr. Keith Oberman. Um, P- Keith Oberman is an American sports and political commentator. Mm-hmm. Um, he got dragged <laughs> uh, this week by social media because he tweeted some bullshit. He Don't tweeted. After 27 years of doubts about rap, I am now an Eminem fan. So he he saw Eminem's performance on, what was that, Hip Hop Honors? Yeah. And he tweeted this. After 27 years of doubts about rap, I am now an Eminem fan. Best political writing of the year, period. That's what he said. The question everybody woke basically had was, what the fuck? Where have you been, Oberman? Sleep. 27 years of doubt. Okay. Eminem's freestyle was made possible by, brought to you in part by, the likes of N.W.A., Chuck D., Tupac, Run DMC, Nas. The list goes on. Rappers who have come before him who spoke out about these same issues. But you couldn't see through, what was it, the black skin? You couldn't see through... The gold chains and the fancy cars. Mm. What did you think? We were all just thugs. You couldn't see through the broken black boy who was now a, now a man. Because as kids, most of, you, most of y'all looked at, look at us as grown-ass men who just have to figure it out, right? So, shout out to Questlove of the Roots. We love him. Wow. Um, he, he, got, he, he got Chris and Michelle together. He got them together. Um, 
he created a Spotify playlist just for for Keith, and it's entitled the Keith O Challenge. So you guys should check. It's on Spotify. Again, it's called the Keith O Challenge, which ironically does not have one rap song on it. But he created this this playlist to really address the Keith Obermans of this world um, and how problematic his tweet was. We don't want to take away from the force that Eminem has come to be because, you know, he is, in fact, a great rapper. Um, but why does it take someone white to make people perk up and listen? And I think we see this a lot in the media and in the news as, you know, things that have been happening. Um, and we've talked about this on the show endlessly. That's all we're saying. Why does it take a white voice for people to pay attention? Like, oh, really? The black people's... They, they oppressed. Oh, my God. We have to do something about this. The playlist was cool, though. It, it reminded me somewhat of the black renaissance, sh- you know, showcasing the highs and the lows of the black experience, not only through song, but percussion and lyrics, highlighting our struggle and also acknowledging the richness of our culture. So check out Quest Love's playlist. Again, it's on Spotify, and it is called The Keith O challenge and just to close the music segment out don't close it, yeah. don't close it out <laughs> I won't close it out you guys I Dante on Spotify what you got for us P Ryan so I just I'm just gonna start to add to the music segment what I've been trying to do for like the past two weeks but I've like been too tipsy to even get it out Tamar Braxton a bluebird <laughs> of happiness sis you did that and you don't need to quit the music industry quit your man okay before you quit your passion what's going on with them not my business so <laughs> cause I don't know okay but I will watch Braxton Family Values and get back to oh yeah I'm a fan um but I did want to shout out a Maryland native um and also this guy who I went to undergrad with I used to call him son and you know he was just another undergraduate like you and me you know at University of Maryland well you were at Morgan but at University of Maryland right Chris <laughs> McClenny um he had released this EP, A Portrait of Two, um, called A Portrait of Two, and he literally gives me like a new HCV wonder, right? Um, he recently released a song today, a single called I Ain't. In 11 hours, it has already garnered 1,300 plays, over 1,300 plays on SoundCloud wow. and three comments. And when I tell you this young man is so gifted musically, I'm so happy to see how he's just like, blossomed and flourished. And What's his name again? Chris McClenny. I'll send okay. you the link to his stuff. Okay. But okay. it's Thanks. just absolutely amazing and it's people like him who not only keep me tied to music but also just like show me that when you follow your passions the world just opens up for you. You know? Yeah. It's us who mm. puts the limits on ourselves. He's absolutely amazing. That's real. Lastly, shout I just him. shout out. Yeah. He's, he's super dope. Love it. Maryland native. Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. Even better. Also, I want to shout out SWV. We play them every year at the cookout. We play them even at Christmas time. We even play Coco at church with Don't Wait Till Midnight. Do you know that song? <laughs> no. When there is no sunshine, you are a stranger until there is danger. But that ain't right, okay? <laughs> so we play SWV. It's a household name. Was that on her gospel album? Didn't yes. she have like a gospel? She, you know, okay. she broke okay. off and did gospel then came back, you know. No judgment, Coco. We all here. We've all seen it come short. And like the likes of Tyrese and the rest of y'all. Mace. Who? Was it Mace? No, Who's not Ty- Mace. Who's Mace. Ty- Ty what? Okay. So, 
SWV, though, will receive the Lady of Soul Award at the 2017 Soul Train Awards. Nice. Not only is that amazing, but this is their very first award since debuting their music in 1992. Wow. They've received no awards. It took... And when you think about Week, you think about Biggie right here. Right. You think about even some of their songs that weren't The Michael singles, Jackson sample. But that were super amazing. Yeah, yeah Rain sure. Down On Me. Yeah. I'll Always Be Here For You. Um, Tell me why the way it is. Yeah. Joy and pain is all in the game of love. They had some hits. They had hits man. upon hits. Hits that stick like grits in the words of Kaya. Yes. But... They never receive an award. Doesn't isn't that a testament to show you that God's timing is not ours? I'm so into you. I, I don't know what I'm gonna, gonna do. Yeah. Boy, you've got me so confused. Oh, wait. Oh, shit. oh, you know I don't know lyrics. Use your heart. Okay. <laughs> This was my jam. Eric, maybe they're going to charge us. Cut that off. All right. <clears throat> so, <laughs> but it really shows you that when it comes to your passion, I this is not a hung up or hang up. This is really just ending the hung music. Yeah. When it comes to your passion, you don't know what God has in store for you. And it might be decades These before you get These women have been hustling. Imagine yeah. 1992. That's over 10 years that they've been struggling for an award. 15 years, right? And they finally, they didn't even get a Grammy. They got a Soul Train Music, music award. award. Yeah, yeah. And it's not to say that one is higher than the other, but right. it really is to say that even to get your foot in the door with something, it may take time. So with that, it just taught me. Damn, and it shout me, out to them. Don't give up on your dreams. Shout I'm out to them. I'm happy for those three ladies because they went through it, especially okay, back in the day. Broke up, came back together. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Coco, just check that attitude, girl. Because I remember watching, Ooh. I was a fan of the show. I was a fan of the show, and I just remember watching, like... Ugh, what is the lead girl. singer? Because she definitely told Tosh she couldn't sing. Just... Okay? Ugh, I watched the show. I heard what she said, sis. And there's no room for attitude when you're trying to make a comeback. There isn't, but sometimes the attitude is placed on you by people talking in your ear. Because let's, let's be real. When Coco went on her own, she sounded pretty darn good. I'm not gonna lie. What's the single she down. had? Sunshine. Listen, I know. Sunshine. <laughs> Don't wait till midnight. You know, that's gonna be the song to end the show. Cause I'm gonna let y'all know how that song went. It was beautiful. All right. I'm here for it. When there is no sunshine, like yeah, you are a stranger until there is danger. <laughs> and that ain't Go to the lips. Go to Listen, because it was a whole bunch of stacked harmonies, and I was just like, "Yes, Coco." Coco can sing. She sing. Not sing. She can sing. But still, it took them till now to do it. Anyway, sometimes let's get to the hung up or hung up. Sometimes it'd be like that. Let's get to the hung up or hung up. Wait, how did you say it? Let's get to the hung up or hung up. I'm not well. Let's Pray go ahead me. and close this show on out. Let's. Because P. Ryan and, and, and I are both clearly not well. It's 1143. Um. <laughs> I have an excuse. I have a right to be in the bed. Okay. This week, I am hanging up on Hazel McPhee from Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. Her name is McPhee? I'm just calling her that. Oh, because I was just like, she has some nerve. Oh, with it. Mm. We watch Ratchet Reality TV with low expectations. If any expectations at all, right? I mean, yeah. 
expectations. You have some. <laughs> Each week we tune in and get what we ask for. I get it. I get it. But you can't even make up a fake storyline that's halfway decent that we can actually follow. Okay. Okay. Hazel Alexis McPhee. Guy. Hazel McPhee. Nasal he. <laughs> she posted two posts. Let me read them. I hope it's not the one that I screenshot too. Is it to that comedian girl? She she posted it on her own page and then she deleted it. Yes, yes, about colorism in a right. way. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'll be real quick and just read through um, both of them. I see all you black ass bitches that hate me. Stop bleaching your skin and fix the inside first and maybe you hoes wouldn't be so mad. Love the skin you in, ladies. It takes a village to take me out. But what y'all fail to realize is I'm still on top. And none of you bitches will ever compare to me or be on my level. What are you on top of? I got money in the streets. Ain't nobody looking for a check. Hit me up. Bitches mad because they couldn't pass the brown paper bag test. Yep, I said it. Back on my business with my United Nations. Sorry, mom. You kept me away from these type of girls all my life. You said that they would hate me because I'm light-skinned. You were right. She goes on to say... These raggedy broke ass bitches gonna make up fake DMs about me in Rose or Rose. I don't know who she's on. Burgundy Rose. Okay. Her sister. Oh, okay, okay. That she's dating. Stop posting news with your son. You're an embarrassment to all mothers. Watch how this shit unfolds for you. You've harassed me for months on social media. I'm tired of all these monkey-looking dark butts coming for my pretty ass. Don't take your insecurities out on me. Damn, you trying to get on Love & Hip Hop that bad? You need another check? You and your faggot-ass homeboy and your gay-ass son gonna have to figure this industry out when I get done with you. Y'all keep playing about a man's sexuality gonna get you more than what you bargained for. Listen, you there are what? several issues wrong tell with her post. Tell her square up. Several, several issues wrong with her post that, that, that speak more about you than it does about anybody else's. Than anybody Brown paper bag test, S. like, all this other... <sighs> like, girl, first of all, being light skinned does not make you pretty. You are not ugly at all. ass. I've seen some ugly sis. ass light skinned people. Say so. <laughs> it okay? exists. It exists. And those be the ones who be like, oh, y'all hate me because I'm light skinned. No, bitch, we hate you because you, you are a disgusting individual. <laughs> Let's be very clear about that. And when you right. are clear, then you will be able to speak. To speak, exactly. Okay? The colorism and the homophobia in her post screams, I need help Your being comfortable in my own skin. He's a toddler. Like, what does he know about his sexuality right now? She's not comfortable in her own skin. She's mad because she's dating a gay man. She's, yeah. Who licked her toes on TV for a check and not because he loves her. You're, Sorry, girl. Find love and then get back to us. And get back to us. Your mother kept you away from dark-skinned people mm-hmm. because they was going to hate on you? Um, you referring to Broke Moniece as black ass bitches? They're never going to compare to you or your level? Moniece I mean, was not checking for her. Not checking for her. And when I think of Brooke's prior level, it looked better than okay, Hazel McPhee's girl current fight. level. Okay, we already touched on this. <laughs> Let me tell you something about Brooke Valentine's chain letter. That is an album. You hear what I have yeah, to say? Yeah, I gotta check that girl out. Girl fight and if I give me a cover girl. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm drunk. These drunk vocals. But, uh, mascara uh, and lipstick, I will 
be so pretty. Pretty. Right. <laughs> a, a little, little blush, blush, not too much. Not too much. And, and maybe you'll notice that I could be a cover girl. <laughs> me for me. So, Brooke Valentine sings. What do you do, sis? Where are your receipts, Hazel? And furthermore, oh, Hazel, go ahead. And I'll just close my my hung up my hanging up by. You can't say someone else is insecure about their looks when you went under the knife to feel better you about yourself. You an accident to get a nose job, and it still looks a hot ass mess. In the words of Bonis, I hate her. Like, <laughs> what? My girl. First of like, okay, nose job aside. That's what why do she you got do? that wig shifted. Shift on that. Okay, <laughs> that's why Masika tore your fucking wig up. Even the homegirl was just like, oh, she tore her wig off, right? <laughs> All you did on Love and Hip Hop this entire fucking season is walk around with bags with no goods in them. You have a Barney's bag with no Barney's items in it. You have a Louboutin bag with no Louboutins mm. in it. You had a white bag with nothing but dildos in it, which only are twenty-something dollars. Since I could have given you that budget, and I don't have no coins, okay? Like all of Phillips cl- cousins. All of Phillips cousins. Okay, you should have <laughs> sent them over here because I need some bigger sizes. You okay? Like you are just. Oh my gosh, she's so annoying. And then Whoa, this person, Rose Burgundy. What is a, what the fuck is a Rose Burgundy? I don't know. That sounds like something a drink. off of Steven Universe. It sounds like a drink. It sounds like a gem. A crystal gem <laughs> from Steven's Universe. I don't know. She do now. Who was that? <laughs> um, well, Hazel Where's McPhee now? did issue an apology, Fuck P. Her. Ryan. Fuck her and the apology. <laughs> That's what I have to say. <laughs> it's just so interesting when people get all this backlash. And we even talked now about our girl apologize. NeNe Don't last week. Don't stand your word. We even talked about our girl NeNe last week. Like... You get backlash not because you're really sorry about what you said, you but said you're losing you some money. It's when it touches that check account. And honestly, I don't know what Chuck's Hazel e, Hazel is getting. Um, but just besides like me, loving hip hop Atlanta, I mean loving hip hop Hollywood. But I don't. It's just something about these apologies when people say shit. Keep it. And you come back with these apologies. Keep your fucking apology. Because you said what, what you, you said. said. And clearly you weren't thinking about those coins that you need in the moment. So guess what? They're taken away. Bye, girl. And she had, what was it? Sir Brock, who Who's was Sir on Brock? Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. Oh. He's trying to claim that he was the first gay. The trade? Who was on Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. Okay. And he posted this Instagram picture, uh, video like, yeah. He's Hazel McPhee is my girl, my friend. She's not what homophobic. Does that mean? Nobody I'm down cares. for her. I'm down for this. I'm down for that. Bruh. Guess what? You're not on Love and Hip Hop today. What she said. That's what she said. And you may be the first gay on Love and Hip Hop, but let's talk about the first gay on a black reality TV show, which is Mr. To, Ray Cunningham. When we go say, back to College Hill VSU. I was about to go to the real world, but I think College Hill. Was before that. Was it was before, before I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. before Karama in the real world. Ray Cunningham, okay? I stand with you, sir. And let me tell you something about Zell. There is a fine line between good TV and trash-ass behavior. Mm. Ray literally sat there on that fucking couch and said, listen, I do not know you, but I blocked you because I didn't want to deal with you. You can respect that and keep it the fuck moving. But no. You want to be a bully because somebody blocked you on Instagram? You're trash, my guy. Excuse you me, get sir. up and try to give him a hug, and then you're going to try to fight him? You're, you're... Just go ahead, girl. Like, I don't have time for this. And this is what will give our community a bad name. It's not respectability politics. It's calling trash what it is. Trash. 
why go on this show? You had no purpose. You had no plan. You had no reason to be on there talking to Keisha Cole, boosting her items, and using her credit card for your game. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I definitely feel like he could have done better on the show, but who am I to say? He had one It's love and hip-hop. I mean, yeah. what's better? But see, that's the thing. You can say that, but like, Loki, I feel like we might be on love and hip-hop Philly if there ever becomes one. Hey, yeah. Mona. Okay, Mona, call us, because I'm, I'm not too proud to bang, Okay. <laughs> Let me let you know. Oh, man. Who are you hanging Are you hung up or are you hanging up? Well, I don't even know if I'm hanging up, right? But let me just say, let me start off with this for mine. Okay. The New Yorker posted a couple days ago. During a meeting with legal scholar, 45 belittled Pence's determination to overturn Roe versus Wade. So, bitch, Pence is trying to overturn Roe versus Wade. Research what that does for y'all and get back to me. The legal scholar said... Well, the legal scholar had said that if the Supreme Court did so, many states would likely legalize abortion on their own. You see, 45 asked Pence, you've wasted all this time and energy on it, and it's going to end abortion, and it's not going to end abortion anyway. When the conversation turned to gay rights, 45 motioned toward Pence and joked, don't ask that guy, he wants to hang them all. Are you serious? Oh, I'm not done. I'm not done, sis. Sir. Sorry, drunk, everybody's a sis. Okay. Last Friday, 45 went and spoke at the Values Voter Summit. For those who don't know, it, the Values Voter Summit is described as a political conference first founded in 2006 that brings together some of the most extreme far-right organizations, including designated hate groups against gays, Muslim people, and the like. In addition to that, this... Um, individual, 45, shout out an exact order, a shot out, excuse me. Bitch, I'm reading this because I'm a little drunk. But he put out an executive order How to slash healthcare this in subsidies. Sense of, this is unbelievable. Yeah, no, because it's not real to me. I like, was literally having a physical crazy. reaction. He put out an executive order to cut healthcare subsidies, which will leave lots of people with inadequate or no healthcare. Right? It may be prolonged, it may be in the next year, but it will happen eventually. Right? You'll either have no health care or you'll be paying for health care that really doesn't do shit for you. I don't know what to say. I'm fucking disgusted. I, right? Yeah. There are people who are in <sighs> Eric. The majority of Puerto Rico is still has no fucking electricity. California is half burnt. And people are fucking wrecked there with fire. Right. Let's not forget Flint, Michigan still does not have clean water. No, their water's still brown. Okay. Still. Years later. One thing that's not publicized, four U.S. servicemen, military servicemen, were unaware of an enemy attack in Niger due to the current administration's negligence. Guess where they are, Eric? They're dead. God. So my question is to you, what else has to happen for us to clean house in our current government administration. It's so hard when the majority voted him in. And are still sticking with him. Mm -hmm. And then, well, not even, maybe the majority aren't sticking with him because you see that people even on the Republican side are like, nah, bitch, this is They're crazy. True, but somehow true. he has solidified a place in this power and can't get the fuck out. You hear me? And then you have people like fucking Tina Campbell with her head ass. Dumbass. Who will sit here big and bold stupid. and say, he aligns with my Christian values. Just stupid. 
Just how? I, I touched on this before, but it's how, sis. How does he align with them? You can say he doesn't align with them now, but how did he align with them before? Because the same person he was yesterday, he is very much today. He's the same okay? motherfucker that's and talking about grabbing pussies. Does that does that align with your right. Christian faith, Tina? Having a doppelganger wife on CNN. Yo, that was not Melania. The, the, I was Catholic. What, I'm so what, sorry. Like literally, what? Where are we? What, what is this? Like, dry what are we doing here? A dry wig, <laughs> a large nose, glasses uh, that didn't even match, and then she probably like, hey y'all. That was not her. This is my wife, Melania. She's right here. Bitch, who are you? And then he made it a point to say, my wife, Melania. Who's right here? Who's right here? Like, okay, you're not fooling me, sis. Okay. I just, I can't, I can't. Tina Campbell, sis, you and everyone else caping for this man, you're not Christian. I'm going to just let you know today. You're not, in the words of the lady from from Wife Swap, they're not Christian. <laughs> Do you remember that? No. Yeah, that might be. Listen, I didn't watch. What was that it? might be. Wife swap. Wife swap. Do no. you remember gargoyles? Psychic. That might have to be the ending quote. So you know what I'm talking about. They're not Christian. You put Christ. You want to put Christ back in Christ. You don't know him. It's real though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When you get to the judgment, if that is what you believe in. God isn't going to put stars in your crown based on how many gays that you shunned or how many Muslims you attacked mm. or how many of the poor you neglected. Mm. You know, for those of you who want to stand in this Christian belief but don't read the Bible, let me pull some texts for you. Matthew 25, 31 through 46. Stay with me, saints. It's going to be a wild read, okay? <laughs> when the Son of Man comes in glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. We thank you, God. All the, all the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty mm. and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. Mm. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and gave you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in or in needing clothes and clothed you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you. The king will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Mm -hmm. Then he will say to those on the left, okay, know your role. <laughs> Depart from me, you who are cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison and you did not look after me. Mm. They will also answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or needing clothes or sick or in prison and did not help you? He will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. Then they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. Let me tell you something. We have only but a little while, saints. And I don't mean to get all preachy. Eric, I really don't. No, I'm, I'm here for but it. But we truly, I really believe in my heart of hearts, don't let the wine fool you. 
I really believe we have yet but a little while. Know where you stand, okay? It is very, I do believe in standing up for Bible truth. I do believe in calling sin what it is, right? I do not believe in feigning the Christian and putting on a front, but not doing what the Lord instructed us to do, okay? And when it comes down to the judgment, that is, there is a reason why he says there will be surprises in the kingdom. Because you don't know who is up to what and what their heart is saying. That's all I got to say. Mm-hmm. Is, I'm not hanging up or hung, uh, hung up on nobody, but I just want to admonish you in the, word, in, the, in the name of the Lord. Because what we're going through is some bullshit. It really is. Ain't helping nobody. You were supposed to be the leader of the free world, right? And there are people just like you who will say, I'm Christian. But the way I'm Christian is because I'm not having an abortion. But you don't care about your fellow man, not one bit. Mm. And you will bash and degrade anybody who does not look like you. Girl, get. Because I don't know which heaven you going to. But I know the one I'm trying to prepare myself for. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. Hung up Bible study. Yeah. Let's set a date. We're going to do a live stream. Because <laughs> we got to get into the word. The word is clear. Okay, wow. it's clear. That what we need deep. to do is get into Revelation. I'm ready. Let that me tell deep. you, y'all. I you, can't you believe this else? shit is going on. No, I'm that wrapped me up. Okay, that wrapped me up too. Because how many times <laughs> do we pass our fellow man on the street thinking, oh, you're about to just use this for some drugs? And I'm not saying necessarily go beyond your means to make sure that somebody else has, because how can we be a blessing if we can't even survive, right? But it is not our place. To say, you are in this predicament, you did this to yourself, let me leave you alone. We were called and we are blessed to be a blessing to somebody else. The church cannot thrive if we do not make it our priority to be a blessing to others. Mm. How Mm. is that ministry Mm. if we just sit in the four walls? You know, I can't get into it. It's too much. It's too much. Let me tell y'all something. This has been another episode of the Hung Up Podcast. As always... I am P. Ryan. Flaws and all. But you know what I'm setting my eyes towards? The kingdom. I am P-R-Y-A-N. Okay. Uh, onward and upward. Hello. You better use. Okay. We alphas, y'all. It is what it is. Oh, wait. No. Shout out to our brother, George M. Johnson, who just released a YouTube documentary on what it is to be black, gay, and Greek. That is a part of my fucking hung pop, and I completely forgot. This video was really awesome. Very riveting, very moving, and I can't wait to see the other installments of the series. If you guys um, would like to check it out, please do so. George M. Johnson um, on Twitter. He is, I believe, I am George M. Johnson. Um, Check out his YouTube series. He now has the hashtag um, black, gay, Greek, speak. I think so. Yeah. Yep. I think that is it. Wait, hold on, wait. But I'm pulling up his thing right now just to like um Yeah, so his his Twitter is I am GM Johnson and his quote is I mean his hashtag is I think it's Black Acre Speak. I'm pretty sure. Yep, Black and Greek speak. I was right. My phone was like not pulling so, it up, so I'm glad you got it. My phone was dead. <laughs> so it worked on the computer though. So yeah, shout out to him real quick. As always, I am P Ryan. I am P R Y N. Find me Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. 
I'm your boy E. You can find me at E Dante Cole at on Instagram and on Twitter. Yes, you can find us both on the Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Hung Up Pod. That's H U N G U P P O D, and on Facebook, facebookcom Pod. And don't forget, you can email us questions, concerns. Uh, suggestions, music that you're checking out, niggas that y'all checking out, uh, bitches that y'all checking out, whatever. Shoot them our way. Shoot them our way. My husband. Also, <laughs> shout out to my husband that might be potential. I see you, boo. And I know you see me. Uh, we'll talk. Okay. Anywho, at rate and review. At gmail.com. Yes. Rate and review us on the Apple Podcast. Yes. Comments on the SoundCloud. Yes. Child, you know what to do. We said in the beginning of the show. Love you so much. Love y'all. Peace. See you next week. Bye. God, it's not Christians. Did you not ask if she believed in God? She's not a Christian. She could be a Jew and believe in God. It doesn't matter. She's tampering in doubts that it stopped. Yes, yes, she did. The entire house is dark-sided. He said her whole house is... She is dark-sided, too. Why are you mad at us? This is my house. I want no money. I want nothing. I want my God and I want my family. This is tainted. I don't want it. Whatever it is, it's tainted. Whatever it is you're giving me, I give it up to God. I'm a God warrior. And I don't want someone with tainted anything in beliefs doing anything with my family. Get out. Get out. <gasps> I want these crew members leaving. Get these air sets off of me. I've had enough. Gargoyles, psychics, everything's ungodly. Dark sided. I'm glad you're home. Get the hell out of my house. In Jesus' name, I pray. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>